welcome to the church. My name is Justin. I'm one of the pastors here. I oversee our group's ministry. And so if I haven't met you, hi, it's nice to meet you. Um, Man, what an amazing time of worship. Man, I don't know about you, but I'm just kind of amped, right? Like singing that song, man, I'm going to follow you anywhere. Like kick down the door for Jesus right now. And so if I start yelling at you this morning, I promise I'm not angry. I'm just excited. And if I squint at you like this and I start yelling at you, like the lights are bright, I'm excited. And so uh, I'm not angry. I I promise. So... So if you have a Bible, go ahead and grab that. We're going to be in a few different places here this morning. We're going to start off in 1 Peter. So get that open. And while you're doing that, we are in the middle of kind of this larger series that we started in the, uh, like the first of the year, I think we've been, and it's called, Are You the Church? Right? Right? And we've asked that question, are you the church? And it started with, in January, we talked about, man, are you the church that believes the gospel, right? And we took a look at the gospel and we broke it down into three parts. And we said, man, are you the church that believes in the gospel? And then from there, we moved into a series that we actually just moved out of. And we asked, man, are you the church that casts down those kings, those idols that you set up in your life of of pride and power and pleasure, right? Like, are you the church that believes the gospel and puts Christ on the throne, right? And then last week, Ernie kicked us off with another kind of mini series by asking the question, are you the church that pursues a life of holiness? right? A life set apart for Jesus Christ. And he started that last week and he said, man, holiness is initiated by the blood of Jesus Christ, right? On the cross, his righteousness in your place so that you and I can pursue a life of holiness. Amen. And so this morning, we're going to kind of move from that place and and ask the question, man, what does it look like to pursue a life of holiness? What does it look like to pursue a life of holiness? Because if we're honest, right? Like I, I was, I've been a Christian probably since I was what, eight, nine years old. I had no idea what it meant to pursue holiness, right? Like just wasn't taught to me. And so my hope and my prayer for us today is that we can look at, man, what does God want for us in this life of holiness? What does it even mean, right? And so we're going to take a look at that. So a little bit about my story. So uh, my conversion experience was a little interesting. I... uh, Ever since I can remember, I went to church, right? Like my parents and my family, when we went to church and uh, we went to this little, probably when I was eight, nine years old, went to this little Baptist church. And at the time they had like this traveling like preacher that would like go around and he'd, he'd, he'd preach at these different churches. And uh, so 
Of course, being a part of this little church, we went and we listened to this guy preach the gospel. And so here I am, eight, nine years old, and this guy's preaching it, right? Like he's getting after it. And he's like, man, like if you've done, if you've ever done anything bad in your life, you're going to burn for all eternity, unless you have Jesus. And so eight, eight, nine-year-old me is like, well, uh, pretty sure I punched my sister a few times last week and stole those Pokemon cards from that kid at recess. And like the, the devastation I felt in my soul at this point, right? Like, whoa, is me. <laughs> and so like any normal eight, nine-year-old kid, I tap my mom on the shoulder and I say, oh, I'm not feeling super good. I got to run to the restroom. And I <laughs> went into the bathroom stall of the men's bathroom and I prayed, Lord, <laughs> save me from my sin, right? Like, how about that testimony? Saved in a Baptist church, in a bathroom stall, right? Praise the Lord. That's certainly not Ernie's testimony, right? Like brother sitting in prison cell, angel of the Lord appears, hands him a Bible, breathes on his face, and the entire cell block's converted to Christianity. <laughs> I got him Baptist church in a bathroom stall because I sold some Pokemon cards from a kid at recess. But it was, but it was what happened in the years after that, they kind of set me on a trajectory in which I did not know what it meant to pursue a life of holiness. And I certainly didn't know that holiness begins with the grace of God, that it is pursued as lived out in the spirit and that it results in a life that is changed for the glory of God. Amen. And so I want to unpack that here this morning, those three aspects. But before we dive into that, I think it's really important for us to kind of define some terms. You see, for me, righteousness and holiness meant the exact same thing, right? For me, like those were the same thing. There's no difference there. But there is a difference, right? There is a difference. You see, righteousness is that perfect life that God requires. Perfection. Righteousness, say it's right here on, what is this, the left side of the stage? Right here on the left side of the stage, this is righteousness. Christ has done that for you. Like he lived that perfect life so that you don't have to, because you can't, right? Righteousness is not holiness. It's related, but they're different. Righteousness, the works needed for salvation, done for you on the cross. I love what we just sang right there. Man, my soul can rest. My righteousness is found in Christ. Righteousness, holiness is what God is that state of utter perfection and purity. For us, it looks like perfect devotion to Jesus Christ, right? What we're talking about this morning 
is sanctification. You're going to read these words in your Bible. And if you're a note taker, you should probably write this stuff down because these are some big words. Sanctification is the process of you moving from righteousness in Christ, pursuing a life of devotion to Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit. And so that's what we're talking about here this morning. So let's, let's unpack that a little bit. The first point of the morning is this, the pursuit of holiness begins with the grace of God. The pursuit of holiness begins, has to begin with the grace of God. Like it can't start anywhere else. And this is something that I just didn't get when I was eight, nine years old. I didn't pursue a life of holiness in God's grace. What I, instead, what I did was tried to pursue a life of perfection that I just could not attain, right? I just can't be that person. And so what happened was I started to project an image of myself that is this perfect Christian boy right? I started to project an image of myself while at the same time, my soul is wasting away, right? We have to start with the grace of God. We cannot attain perfection without it. And we cannot live in relationship with Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit unless we first stood in that grace. So what does it look like to stand in that grace? What does it look like? Man, it looks like, man, casting everything out into the open and saying, man, this is who I am, right? Right? with all the, the ugliness and the sin and the ugly crying and the snot and the tears and just saying, man, this is who I am, broken in the righteousness of Christ, naked and unashamed like Adam and Eve in the garden. Until we stand but naked in the grace of God, we will never be able to pursue a life in the power of the Holy Spirit. It has to start with grace. It has to start with grace. And one of the things that I started to see in the church in the years after my salvation was that, man, we sing songs about the grace of God, but we don't ever create a space for us to stand in that grace. Right? That's why I'm the community group pastor because our groups are a space for us to stand in that grace to say, man, I love Jesus. I want to live for Jesus. I'm just struggling with this other thing right now. You know, people are going to surround you and fight for you, go to war for you, pick you up and carry you around on their shoulders like a kid in Disneyland. Our pursuit of holiness, if we're going to live in the power of the Holy Spirit, has to begin with grace. Point number two is this. The pursuit of holiness is lived through the power of the Holy Spirit. 
The pursuit of holiness begins with grace. It begins with me putting it all out there and saying, this is who I am, right? Getting all of that stuff out and saying, here's my sin, here's my suffering, here's my everything. And from there, allowing us to pursue the Holy Spirit, life in the Holy Spirit. I think that this is kind of a, kind of a weird thing, right? Like when we talk about the Holy Spirit, I don't know about you, but there's just kind of some weirdness that surrounds the Holy Spirit, right? Like I ran with a crowd back in college. We'd be at a restaurant hanging out and all of a sudden these guys would be like, let's go cast that demon out of that guy right now. I'm gonna raise these people from the dead right now. I'm like, brother, I'm trying to eat my food right now. There's just some weirdness that surrounds the spirit. It's like this thing is just going to kind of take over and, and, and do what, right? But listen, the spirit of God, the purpose of him inside of you and inside of me is to lead us into a life of holiness. That's his job. Right? Like we cannot pursue holiness unless the spirit that is holy dwells in us. Right? Like we can't pursue holiness unless we're pursuing the spirit of holiness. That is why we have him. Right? Let's look at um, passage of scripture here, Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter eight. So starting in verse five, here's what the word says. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. Jump down to verse nine. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If in fact, the spirit of God dwells in you. And anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Amen. Amen. Like, do you, do you recognize what's going on in this passage? Like the magnitude here, right? Like the spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead after the brother was dead three days, raised him to life and ascended him to the throne dwells in you and in me. We cannot forget life that is available to us through the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit, right? Like we gotta get after that. So what does it look like? What does it look like to pursue life in the spirit? I think the first thing is, I think we gotta start a relationship with him, right? We gotta start a relationship. When I uh, 
started dating my wife, we had like this weird kind of, uh, someone kind of set us up and kind of made us go out on a date, which was kind of weird. Uh, and so that first date was really kind of awkward. And it wasn't just because it was like eight o'clock at night at Panera Bread and the food was disgusting. Uh, it was because <laughs> we just didn't know each other, right? And I'm like, okay, well, who are you? And then just didn't know anything. But what happened was after that first date, what was a kind of a beginning kind of weird relationship where we're just trying to figure out who each other were and that sort of thing. What, what, what began there turned into a weekly thing, which turned into a daily thing. And I wonder if you just sit down and have coffee with the spirit, if that would turn into a weekly thing, if it would turn into a daily thing. Right, like daily coffee with the Spirit. Just getting to know him, asking him questions, right? Like figuring out what God's heart is for you, figuring out what God's heart is for humanity, right? Like opening up the word and just being like, man, I just read this weird thing today where it says that you just kind of wiped out men, women, children, and animals. And what's that all about? Just asking those questions. Why'd you do that? What does that mean for me today? Figuring out what, what does God love? And what does he hate, right? Because he loves us. He hates sin. Start a relationship. I think the second thing is, man, start to align your thoughts with the Spirit's thoughts, right? Romans, set your mind on the things of the Spirit. I think this is so key. We've got to dwell with God in our minds. This is huge, right? Like we're thinking all the time. I can't even go to sleep without thinking. I have weird dreams and stuff, you know? Dwell with the spirit in your thoughts, in your thoughts and pray, man, pray for uh, Christ-likeness, right? Pray that he would start to transform your thoughts and set them on higher things, right? Colossians 3, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Listen to him. Listen to what he has to say in his word. Meditate on his word. Memorize it. Right? Like we can memorize other things. But if I asked you what your address is, you could rattle that thing off. Right? What's the name of your kids? Rattle those off. Maybe. <laughs> Depends on how many you have, I guess. if you can memorize those types of things, right? Like I was talking to someone the other day and he was rattling off like his exercise routine, right? 
Like you remember, if you can remember that, but you can't remember the word, come on, let's dwell with the spirit in your thoughts. And then live, walk in the spirit, right? One of the amazing things about those, all those dates with my wife kind of culminated in this ceremony of marriage in which I committed my life to my wife and she committed her life to me and the entire prospect of dating someone else kind of went out the window, right? Like we all can't be Pastor Chad with our Penelope's on the side, right? <laughs> Life with the spirit is committed to Jesus Christ. It's committed, it's devoted to Jesus Christ. So we live in a relationship with the spirit. We align our thoughts with the spirit and then we walk and live with the spirit. So the pursuit of holiness has to begin with the grace of God, right? It has to begin with us kind of getting all that stuff out and trusting God with the response and then walking forward in relationship with the spirit. And then the result, point number three, is a life that is changed for the glory of God a life that has changed for the glory of God. And this is where I kind of got it all backwards, right? Like I was trying to pursue a life of change without ever standing in God's grace, without ever pursuing life in the Holy Spirit. Like how many of us do that? The result of a life that is standing in the grace of God and pursuing him by the power of the spirit the result is a life that has changed. Not, can't put the car before the horse, right? A life that has changed. Let's look at Galatians chapter five. Let's pick that up in verse 16. Paul says this, but I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. And they're opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things that you wanna do. But if you are led by the spirit, you're no longer under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. It's sexual immorality, it's impurity, it's sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger. Anybody got that, right? Anyone able to drive to Walmart without risking you had like a RPG mounted to the top of that thing? Rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you as I warned you before that those who do such things will inherit the kingdom of God. 
But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. And against these things, there is no law. And those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. God's word is clear. It does not lie. If you walk by the spirit, you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. If you live a life of devotion and commitment to Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit, standing in grace, you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Your life will change. That's the result. Listen to me, a a faith that isn't changing you It can't save you. A faith that is not changing you cannot save you. Right? Like I experienced that. I went through high school projecting an appearance of godliness that denied its power. That is not a faith that changes you. That's not a faith that saves you. It's a mask that denies the grace of God and the power of the Spirit. Holiness is conditional upon your relationship with the Spirit. This is key. If you want to live for Jesus, if you want to love Jesus, you want to pursue Jesus, you have to begin with the grace of God. You have to do it through the power of the Spirit. Once you are married, right? Like I am married now, you no longer date, right? It's not like, yeah, I'm, I'm committed to Jesus, but I'm kind of seeing sexual immorality right now on the side, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm committed and devoted to Jesus. I'm just kind of seeing drunkenness on the side. Come on. God is calling us to a life of pursuit and the power of the Holy Spirit by the grace of God. Man, we can have that. We can be that church that is different, that shows the world something different, right? A church that pursues a different life that makes a difference in life. And Ernie's gonna talk about that next week, right? Like what it looks like to live out that holiness and purpose. So what do we do now? Where do we go from here? I think there are some of you in this room who are thinking, man, like I've just, I just don't live that life, right? I don't, I don't live a life in standing in the grace of God. I don't live life in pursuit of the spirit by the power of the spirit. I think for, for those of you in this room who are feeling that right now, it looks like believing the gospel, right? 
trusting God with the response, being able to say, man, this is who I am with all my brokenness and all my shame and and the sin and saying, man, I'm gonna believe, I'm gonna trust you with the response. Do you have something better for me? Right? For others of you, it might look like choosing to set aside the projection of holiness while your heart's wasting away on the inside, right? Standing in the grace of God and trusting God with that. Say, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna open up and be honest about everything that I am. I'm gonna get in a community group, right? Because that's our space for grace. That's the space where people are gonna surround you. You can be open and honest, right? We're not asking you to come up here on the stage and spill every little dirty detail. We're asking you to get in a community into that space where you can say, man, I'm struggling with this. And those people are gonna love you. They're gonna come around you. They're gonna surround you. They're gonna care for you and bear those burdens with you. And yet I think for other of, other of you and me, <laughs> um, I think it looks like cultivating a deeper relationship, Right? Like you're standing in the grace of God, you're pursuing life and the power of the Holy Spirit. And I just wanna encourage you, man, fight the fight. Keep it going. Continue to pray, continue to dig into the word, continue to stay committed to community. Right? The pursuit of holiness begins with the grace of God. It's pursued by the power of the Holy Spirit. And the result is a life that is changed for God's glory. Amen. Let's pray. Father in heaven, God, we're so thankful for your grace, God, and for your spirit. God, we pray that you would change us lead us for your glory. In Jesus' name.